Welcome to the Energetic Tarot Podcast, a podcast that helps you connect with the energy of the cards, read more intuitively, and create a more connected practice overall. I'm your host, Kat Crawford, a UK-based energetic tarot reader and tutor, helping you read more objectively for yourself and use your cards for ultimate self-care. Hello, welcome back. I hope you're all doing well and are having an amazing, well, I was going to say an amazing summer, but it is piddling it down pretty much. It's been doing that for the last three months. So who knows, maybe where you are, it is nice and sunny and warm. But this week is based on something that I have been working on a lot recently for my own personal development and personal growth and I feel like it could divide people Mm, I don't know it depends how you feel about love readings in tarot Um, I am really not a fan of it so I'm gonna try and do this (laughs) in the most objective way possible who knows if I will succeed we will try so (laughs) A lot of the podcast episodes are obviously based on my real life experiences. So I struggle to write scripts ahead of time because it's so dependent on where I am at in my life at that exact moment. So I had a completely different episode planned for this episode. And uh, yeah, it has changed (laughs) in the matter of a few hours. So today's topic is extremely close to the bone for me so I've got a lot to talk about and before we get stuck in I wanted to go over some like housekeeping update things with energetic tarot so first up um if you haven't already seen I have a new workshop it is 90 minutes it is called tarot for limiting beliefs and It is all about using tarot or you can use oracle cards as well for the workshop um, and being able to identify not only the limiting beliefs but also where those limiting beliefs come from, what their root causes are um, and be able to really dig them out at that root and, and work through them. So by the time you have finished the workshop you will have a very clear plan on how you are going to overcome your limiting beliefs and you will also understand where they come from, what is fueling them, why they still exist, all of that stuff. So if you haven't checked out the workshop, make sure you go to energetictarot.co.uk and click on shop. It is one of the first ones that come up in the list, I think, I'm pretty sure. And there is also a bundle offers on all of my workshops as well. So you can buy a workshop and also the digital tarot journal um, in tandem and get some nice monies off. I think it's it works out at something like 15% off um, compared to if you bought both individually. So yeah, nice little bundle offer for you there if you fancy it. So if you are not yet ready to invest in your tarot journey practice or you just are not in a place right now where you need either of the workshops um there are plenty of freebies as well uh it could be from the blog it could be downloads loads of free stuff 
on the website as well if you are not ready for a workshop um, or a course. So, back to the podcast. This week we are looking at how we can avoid losing ourselves in our need to be wanted and to help us do this work. I'm enlisting the help of the major arcana, the lovers, obviously. How could we do an episode about love and not touch on the lovers? I don't know whether that sentence sounds (laughs) inappropriate. I don't know. Anyway, the lovers. And also the minor arcana card, the eight of swords. So this is something I really that I personally really struggle with. I have a pathological need to be liked, which is annoying, um, which is something I'm continuously working on. And when I have like a crush or I see someone that I like, it's like a switch where my head, I'm like, okay, well, this person needs to need me in their life. So what can I do to force my way in? Um, sounds very healthy and not terrifying at, at all. So it was a lot worse a few years ago because I wasn't aware that it was something that I did. Now I'm much more self-aware, but it also means that there's a lot of hard work to be done to find the root cause of this issue and address the cause and do the work to break it down and and rewire my entire belief system. Um, Yeah, and, and just rewire how my brain works. I recently did RTT, which is rapid transformational therapy. And it's kind of like a a mixture of hypnosis and counseling and CBT and NLP and um, very, very helpful for finding the root cause of the issues. So there's a lot of work to be done. (laughs) And I thought, why not make a podcast episode that touches on some of this work that needs to be done? Because some people out there may also need some help with this same issue. So if you are like me and you often find yourself lost in that need to be wanted, you just can't focus on anything else than needing to be wanted by somebody else, or even just be seen by others or connect with others, then this is the episode for you. So keep listening and yeah, we're gonna do this together, hand in hand. So here on the podcast, we have previously worked with the lovers in episode, I want to say 18. Um, Let me check. Yes, 18. So we were chatting about people pleasing and how we can break that cycle. So if you are a people pleaser and you want to figure out how tarot can help you with that, then check out episode 18 of the podcast. It used to be called self-care tarot, um, if you cannot find it, but yeah, you should be able to find it easily. We've also touched on the Eight of Swords in episode 29, where we paired it with the Four of Cups to address the subject of shifting paradigms and the way we see the world. So we have covered both of these cards independently and with other cards, and now we are joining them together for today's objective. So when we put the Lovers and the Eight of Swords together 
we get this call to do some really deep inner work around how you see yourself and how you value yourself. So it requires us to address our flaws and our strengths and be able to accept both of them as who we are as one whole person. So with the lovers, we are looking at our own internal yin-yang. We are taking a moment to lay all of the smaller puzzle pieces that make up who we are as an individual, lay it all out and be able to see it in a very objective way and be able to process it all. So in this topic of needing to be wanted, a root cause of this is often to do around um, issues of self-worth and self-esteem. So we become so desperate for external validation that our brains create situations and scenarios that feed into that need or it picks out facts or what it deems to be facts to help support that that belief. So the lovers is our way to cut through that delusion and see everything for how it is in reality. So we can say, okay, I feel like I need that person to want me because I've been starved of, insert trauma here. So a way that the lovers has helped me in my own situation is by helping me to see the shadow parts of myself that would often take over during those situations. So I can better see how I was out of balance and how I needed to shift my mindset so that I could balance both that dark and light of my personality, therefore helping me to better grasp reality and cut through any illusion or delusion my brain has conjured up for me in order to to kind of address those those deeper issues. So where the eight of swords comes in is it encourages you to stop seeking answers from external sources. It wants you to stop, kind of close your eyes, focus solely on what is happening internally. The eight of swords wants you to create the solutions to your own problems so that you can continue to work on yourself and have the tools to address any other similar situations that may come up. So I learned a lot from my last Eight of Swords situation where I started to kind of, I say lose my grip on reality, that sounds like I went completely insane, but you you do sort of create this rose-tinted world um, and you start to not be as connected with the present and kind of what is actually happening. And what I learned from that time has helped me to handle any new situations better and better each time. So each time a similar situation will come up, I'm so aware of it that I know that I have to step into that Eight of Swords energy and go back inwards and really focus on finding ways to ground myself from the inside out. So now to the problem at hand. What are the lovers? and the Eight of Swords actually here to help us with. So today we are addressing the issue of needing to be needed, or you could reword this to the need to be wanted. So that last one might hit a little bit harder, that need to be wanted. 
once again, I'm going to pull in Mr. Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I have been known to do many times in the past. Um, It is a theory I've drawn on a lot in past episodes. So this hierarchy is most commonly illustrated as a triangle, which is sectioned off horizontally into five distinct sections. And the section at the base of the triangle is our absolute, like, life or death needs. So as we move up the triangle, we move through other areas that we need in order to be happy, feel safe, be healthy, and, you know, just be alive. So one of those sections is called love and belonging, and that's the area that we're working with in this episode. So when we don't get this human need for love and belonging, we fall out of balance and other areas start to try and overcompensate. So the section above love and belonging is the esteem section and below is the safety need. So if we think of the triangle as a house with each layer being a floor, we need a strong structure in order to build. This means if our love and belonging floor is not maintained as and you know is in disrepair, has fallen to pieces, we can't form the next floor, which is the esteem floor. We can't build on anything. We can't build that esteem floor because the foundation is just not there. So this means our self-esteem starts to take a hit. So when we start to lose confidence in ourselves, lose our sense of freedom and independence, we start trying to manage our esteem with this love and belonging need. So we're intertwining them until they are very tangled up and they're very hard to separate. So often there has been a situation in the past where love has been denied or withheld from you usually from a caregiver, like a parent. As a child, we have no concept of material possessions, so the love of a caregiver is what we associate with safety. If that is withheld from us, we have to find other ways to feel safe, and this can often translate into issues with connecting to people, trusting people, issues with self-confidence, so it all has this kind of knock-on effect. So we've probably found other coping mechanisms which get in the way of forming connections with others such as fierce independence or disassociation from materialism so for example finding love and acceptance based on what we own and and how we present ourselves so the issue with that though is that it's not actually fulfilling that need of love and belonging it's just a substitute So when we get a taste of love and belonging, we latch onto it for dear life. We like cling on like Tom Cruise at the side of that plane in Mission Impossible. We become obsessed with maintaining it and keeping it in our lives. And the thought of letting it slip by is just unbearable. And we end up doing things that would usually be completely out of character for us. But we do it because... We have this sort of primal panic going on where we're like, we need this. And currently it is in our lives. And so we have to try and keep it there for as long as possible. And that's where this kind of infatuation or or obsession comes in because it takes over. And it's like, well, this is what is needed in order for you to feel happy and healthy and safe. And so we're going to do whatever it takes to, to keep it. 
Hello, my love. This is just a quick reminder that if you do want to learn more about energetic tarot, you want to learn more about using your cards practically, and maybe not just tarot, maybe oracle cards as well, make sure that you check out the shop on energetictarot.co.uk. There are many different workshops, ebooks, courses that you can take and dive into to help you build your tarot practice, to help you build your energetic and intuitive tarot practice, including things like my Tarot for Reconnection workshop, which focuses on using tarot or oracle cards to really connect you with your authentic self, or my Limiting Belief Tarot workshop, which is all about using tarot or oracle cards to identify and start working through those limiting beliefs. You can also head over to the blog and the freebies section to grab some freebies, again, all about using tarot in a very energetic and intuitive way. So if you do want more from energetictarot.co.uk, make sure you go to the shop and enjoy. So what does it mean to lose yourself to this need? So when I say lose myself in the need to be wanted, I'm talking about the feeling you get where you go into autopilot. It's like your body is moving separately from your mind. You're in your head, you're like, I'm a perfectly rational human being, but your body and your actions say otherwise. So you'll know that something is too full on or you're being too needy or being too clingy but you can't seem to control that behavior it just happens automatically there's a helplessness that comes with this territory and it can feel like you're floating outside of your body and you're saying no please don't do that that's very embarrassing what are you doing you're humiliating us but you're watching yourself just charge head on into it and do it anyway you've you've lost yourself you've lost that grip on your consciousness so this person is not someone you recognize and yet it is also you so going back to our our lover's card this is the shadow self that is taking the wheel instead of having that the dark and light parts of yourself sharing the spotlight and being able to balance each other out it is just the shadow self that is in full control, calling all the shots. You have no conscious kind of power over what is happening. So we can face the same disassociation when we are when like blissfully happy as well. So it's not just when we're we're sad or we feel the need for for connection with other people. It's just that the shadow self likes to cause more problems for ourselves in our external world than the more conscious kind of light side of things. So when the shadow self takes over, it can cause us to become obsessive and put all of our self-worth and value into the hands of someone or even sometimes something else. So you start to think, what's wrong with me? Why isn't this person paying me any attention? Why don't they like me the way that I like them? So you start to spiral, applying more and more of your value into this one single connection. However, this is just projection. We start projecting that initial trauma onto the situation and it makes it appear that 
we're always getting rejected, that we're never loved back. When it, in fact, there has been no rejection. There has never been anything concrete there to begin with. It's all an illusion. You're just kind of living in this delusional um, reality that you've created for yourself. So we relive our trauma every time that feeling of love or belonging seems within our grasp. And that's why we try so hard to hold on to it because we're trying to correct the thing that is the original cause of all our original pain. So if we don't take steps to recognize this behavior and these patterns, they just keep repeating themselves. That's why you get people who are perpetually single or unable to date or even people that easily get into relationships but can't keep them or this even applies to kind of platonic stuff. I mean, we're talking about romantic relationships, but it can also apply to platonic relationships. So people who go through friendship groups and who can't seem to form lasting connections with platonic friends as well. So what can we do to stop it or prevent it or work through it? So what we can do to prevent it from happening, first of all, we need to work with the lovers to learn what we already really know deep down but we need to work on that self-esteem. We need to build our self-love and self-worth up so that when a connection doesn't form with someone or when things fall apart, we can easily move on because we feel confident with ourselves. We feel stable within ourselves. We are providing enough love and understanding and belonging to ourselves that we don't feel like we have to get that validation from an external source and so it becomes a lot easier to say goodbye to things that were never meant to be or just weren't healthy for us like healthy relationships and things like that we can let go of them a lot more easily because we position ourselves much higher up much more higher up than we would do usually we love ourselves we respect our boundaries and we respect our our worth and our need to be respected by other people as well. So we also need to work with the lovers to better understand our shadow selves. We need to get to know it as intimately as we know our conscious selves. Identify regular patterns in your behaviour. So when do you find yourself spiralling into obsessive behaviours? What behaviours do you repeat? What do you not like about yourself when you're in that kind of headspace, you're in that mindset? The Eight of Swords is something else that is going to help with this because this card represents long-term mental and kind of that air energy stability. And we can only make things last long-term if we work at it consistently. If we are disciplined and if we hold ourselves accountable for our mistakes and our slip-ups. Keep a diary whenever you feel yourself losing grip on what's a daydream and what's reality. Make a note of what has caused this situation. I've read an article in Breathe magazine recently about maladaptive daydreaming, which I do far too often, and now I am very conscious of it. (laughs) But again, you have to be able to identify those behaviours so that you can stop that cycle and and it will 
help you longer term. So to work through this, we have to be acutely aware of how we act and behave. So it might feel like quitting an addiction at first, because in a lot of ways, needing to be wanted or needing to be needed is an addiction. We are always trying to replenish that um, that that hierarchy of needs that we talked about before. We're always trying to replenish and keep that that level of love and belonging fueled and and supported. We get such a huge dopamine hit from belonging to a tribe or a community or starting to connect with someone on an emotional level. And it's why we can so often fall into obsessive behavior because we are desperate for that next hit. We really need that dopamine. I can't even begin to count the times I have texted someone who is putting in the most minimal amount of effort and is showing me next to no interest just so that I can get that dopamine hit from like a text back or even just like a little scene or read like something as small as that was I mean it's not as bad as that anymore I've luckily grown since then but still the trouble is it rarely ever gives me the results that I want and then I have these crushing lows where all of that self-esteem kind of hits the floor and comes crashing down the the love and belonging floor of my little hierarchy of needs house comes (laughs) crashing down just crushes me so the way that I broke the cycle was by knowing how I acted in these types of situations I knew exactly what my patterns were and I made a conscious effort to stop them and to kind of break that cycle so I'd not look at my insta story views which was like used to be the most obsessive thing I could do I would like check to see who's looked at the insta story and and then that kind of fuels the delusion that I'm kind of creating so I would stop looking at my insta story views I'd turn off all my notifications on my phone delete any images or like songs that would remind me of that person essentially just cut myself off from the source of that dopamine hit this also works especially well for those that are going through a breakup you know deprive yourself of that person that you feel like you can't live without so that you can prove to yourself that you can in my last little hiccup i decided to channel my obsessive energy back onto myself So I gave myself a pamper night, I bought a whole new wardrobe, I got back into spellcraft and painting and expressing myself creatively and I did this because through learning and using tarot I could identify that a huge part of my need for this person to notice or connect with me was to validate myself and to make my, or prove to myself that I was worthy and that I was worth effort. So I had to stop dressing in anything other than my leggings and a t-shirt. I no longer wore makeup or even like a proper bra. I, had, I hadn't done my hair in months. My roots were showing. I'd let all my hobbies slip and on and on it went. And I really needed to break that cycle. So I, I, I did the typical woman thing that they do in rom-coms where I just gave myself a makeover. So trying to get attention from that person was essentially to prove to myself that I was still 
worthy. When in fact, all I had to do was show myself the love and devotion I wanted to give up to someone else. So once I redirected my love back onto me, I moved on pretty much overnight. I got over it very quickly. I started painting again. I started dressing in a way that made me feel good. I started wearing my winged eyeliner again after years of not wearing any makeup. Um, it used to be my go-to, especially when I was in my teens, the good old liquid eyeliner. Um, and all of these little tiny changes sound very superficial, but it was all stuff that met, made me feel more confident and it kind of validated me um, using my own energy and, and not relying on somebody else. Okie dokie, let's get on to some journal prompts. So, we're working with the lovers and the eight of swords. So for prompt one, we're all gonna start with the biggie. We're gonna start with the lovers. I want you to write down all the behaviours you exhibit when you are needing to be wanted or needing to be needed. Whether it's during a crush on someone or even if it's needing to be wanted by friends and family. It doesn't have to be romantic in nature, it can be platonic. So just think about what kinds of unhealthy habits you have to try and get attention or to force a connection with someone. So what are those things? I mean, if you write down um, maybe say like five to eight, depending on how many you can think of, and just keep that bullet point list to hand. Next is prompt two. So write down any part of your life that you have let slip. So maybe you used to be mega active, but now you hardly move off the sofa. Maybe you used to be more social, but the pandemic took that away from you and you just can't seem to kind of get back into the swing of things. So what parts of your life did you used to really enjoy that you are no longer putting that kind of energy and focus into. Then prompt three, take a look at all those areas you have let slip. What plans could you make or actions could you take to get back into them? So don't put too much on yourself too soon. Baby steps are best. So what small shifts or changes could you make to start getting those kind of wheels turning again, to start getting that motivation and, and that movement going. And then finally, prompt four, I want you to do a little ritual for yourself. So I want you to take all those bad or unhealthy habits that you have when that kind of desperate need to be needed or to be wanted arises, and I want you to put it into a bowl of water. I want you to swoosh it round and watch the ink run and the paper disintegrate. Then write yourself a self-dedication contract. So you can find a template for this in the show notes. I did a little one on Canva for you. So if you want to do that, um, you can head over to the link in the show notes and grab that. Commit to spending more time and energy, loving yourself, nurturing your authentic self, likes, hobbies, all of those good things, and just being exactly who you are without any desire or need to change in order to make people want you or to to make people need you. So please make sure you share with me if you choose to do that little self-dedication ceremony. You can light some candles, get some incense going and yeah, just create that nice little space for yourself where you are completely dedicated to your own 
well-being and, and your own happiness. So something as simple as writing down on paper that you are enough and that you are always wanted can be one of the most powerful things you can do. So take that action and uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to feel the benefits of that. <sighs> okay, we've reached the end. I feel like that was quite an intense episode. But if there is anything to do in this episode that you've kind of picked up on and you feel like you need to get it out or you want to chat to someone about it, please feel free to email me. My email address is cat at energetictarot.co.uk or you can get me um, over on Instagram. You can DM me at the energetic tarot. And yeah, feel free to use me as a sounding board. I'm happy to listen no matter what it is. Sometimes it's easier to talk to strangers. So feel free to get in touch. That is it for this episode. I hope you all have a lovely week. If you enjoyed the show, if you are enjoying this new season, I suppose it is, then make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening on and also remember to rate because it helps us to reach more people and that is what we want to do we want to build a nice community of tarot self-cared self-development lovers and yeah so i hope you have a lovely week i will speak to you in the next episode bye bye guys